This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Feisty, fearless, and fair, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. And you are listening to Election Central on this big, big night in America and across the country. So many seats up in stake. 35 House seats are up for grabs, 35 Senate seats, 36 governor seats, and all eyes, of course, still waiting on New York as well. But lots of results have already come in. We're going to be with you. This is Rita Cosby, and this is probably one of the biggest nights in America, deciding the fate and the future of the country. We will have all the latest results. We also have incredible analysis coming up. In the next hour or so, we have Dick Morris, we have Al D'Amato, we have Andrew Giuliani, and many, many more. An action-packed hour or two here on Election Central with the big results, and we will take them to you as soon as we get them. And right now, for the latest results, let's go to our elections result desk with Noam Layden. Noam, take it away. Okay, this, let me get you caught up, Rita, with uh, everything we know so far. We'll reset the table for you. Uh, here in New York, uh, Senator Chuck Schumer easily sailing to victory night, uh, victory tonight over Joe Pinion. Uh, there are some congressional races that have been decided in New York. Uh, Nicole Maliotakis, uh, the third time she's going after Max Rose. She won last time in 2020, wins again tonight. All right, Noam, thank you very, very much. We appreciate it. And, of course, everybody, we will keep you posted. Other big wins tonight um, include Ron DeSantis, who won handily for governor of Florida. Also, Marco Rubio handily beating Val Demings. Uh, Ohio Governor Mike DeWine handily winning. Sarah Huckabee Sanders in Arkansas winning. Wes Moore on the Democratic side winning for Maryland. Chuck Schumer in New York winning Corey Mills, flipping a seat in Florida. That was a big one. Uh, Republican and also former veteran Corey Mills. And in Connecticut, Richard Blumenthal beating Leora Levy. Uh, Nicole Maliotakis keeping her seat on the Republican side. And Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, squad member, uh, wins in New York. Lots of details there. And joining us now for Perspective and all of this, and Noam, you also have some other stuff that's just come in because some of the polls have just closed just a few minutes ago. You're right. Uh, so we can go through some of the winners in New Jersey tonight. Donald Payne Jr., Robert Menendez uh, Jr., the son of Bob Menendez, the senator from New Jersey. He's winning in Hudson County in New Jersey. Bill Pascrell, longtime congressman from Patterson. He wins again. Frank Polona winner tonight. Here in New York, you'll remember Remember the uh, race where uh, Mayor de Blasio was going to jump into that congressional race in his neighborhood in Park Slope, Brooklyn, decided to opt out. 
Attorney Daniel Goldman has won there. Uh, the Connecticut races you went over and some of the races nationally, it has been uh, awfully close. So we're watching Georgia. You have a famed running back, Herschel Walker, of course, against uh, against incumbent Senator Raphael Warnock in Georgia. That race too close to call. Uh, the numbers have seesawed back and forth all night. Uh, we may not have a winner before the night is out. Brian Kemp, who is running for a second term as governor against Stacey Abrams, also in Georgia, has been leading all night. We may get a result before the night is over. In Florida, Marco Rubio beating Congresswoman Val Demings uh, relatively easy. We thought that race would be closer. Uh, governor Ron DeSantis getting another four years after be- beating Charlie Crist tonight. Uh, the people at his election night party screaming two more years because they're hoping the, the, his supporters that he may run 2024 for the White House. In Ohio tonight, incumbent Governor Mike DeWine, the winner there, still waiting on the Senate race that everybody's watching. J.D. Uh, JD Vance, the Republican, Congressman Tim Ryan, the Democrat. That race is still close to call. Pennsylvania. The eyes of the nation's really been on this race in a big way for a long time since the summer. John Fetterman, the Democrat, getting that late endorsement from Oprah Winfrey that just shocked just about everybody, right? Uh, because, of course, she discovered Dr. Oz and made him famous. Last-second endorsement, that race still very close, too close to call. We may not have an answer before the night is over. In Maryland... Wes Moore winning the governor's race there. He's the first African-American governor ever in the history of Maryland. And so that's what we have. We're still waiting on lots of races in Michigan, Governor Whitman, uh, Whitner and uh, others. So as those come in, we will pass them on to you. Absolutely. Keep us posted. No, thank you very much. Of course, still waiting for a number of polls to close and some of those big, big Hot races still up for grabs at this hour. And let's now go to Lydia Serrani, our reporter. She is out at the Lee Zeldin headquarters. That's, of course, the big New York governor's race. And you are waiting for results there. Fill us in, Lydia. What do you got? Well, Rita, the momentum, the suspense, it is building here at Lee Zeldin headquarters in Midtown Manhattan. It's a packed house. When we first got here, it was all media, I would say. at least uh, like 25 cameras, almost 200 media personnel. And now the whole floor of Cipriani's is packed with supporters. Everybody's watching the screens that have been set up here as the results come in, worrying and waiting and seeing what's going to happen. But there's a lot of hope here. There's a lot of hope. And every single person I talk to here is, is very passionate about Lee Zeldin. They're hoping he can save our state. And, of course, the number one issue We've been pounding that drum at WABC. You've been pounding it. John Katzmatidis, we've all been pounding it. Crime is a top priority. And the fact that Governor Kathy Hochul won't even acknowledge it turns off a lot of people. And the other thing I wanted to point out to you, Rita, was that the, the demographics here of people is, is all races, all colors, all ages, all religions. You see, it's, it's incredible. And I'm seeing a lot of independents, a lot of Democrats, a lot of Republicans. So this is a race that has really transcended all all party lines, all demographics, and it's really exciting. And no matter what, I think Lee Zeldin should be extremely proud of himself. What have they said about the results that have come in so far, Lydia? Because, of course, we know the history of a New York governor, uh, especially on the GOP side, winning. It's been 20 years since there has been a Republican and they would have to win. Lee Zeldin has basically said, if I win 30% of New York City, 
Um, where does this stand on some of the key boroughs? And, of course, it is incredible that he is as close and that some of the new polls have shown that he really had the momentum in the last few days. I think we, we, it's still too early to tell. I saw that Buffalo went blue, and, of course, it's going to go blue because she promised a new stadium there. And so I, I think it's still too early to tell. We're seeing all the numbers come in in some of the counties. We're waiting to see what, what happens with New York City. We're waiting to see what happens with uh, Westchester. You know, Westchester, um, that's where I'm from. It tends to lean blue, obviously. But like I've been talking about, I'm seeing so many Lee Zeldin signs. And let me ask you, Rita, have you heard anybody say, like, I love Governor Kathy Hochul. I love her record. I love what she's doing. I don't think you're hearing that. I think a lot of people, if they're voting for Kathy Hochul, are voting for her because they're afraid that Lee Zeldin will come in and overturn abortion and that he'll overturn gay marriage, and they're worried about those social issues versus crime and inflation, which are the top issues for most Americans. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, It is always top of the polls every single time. Lydia, thank you very much. Please keep us posted as developments warrant right there at the headquarters for Lee Zeldin as he's waiting right now, and the whole country is, to see if New York could turn red in the governor's office. And now let's bring in here on the Rita Cosby Show, former New York GOP Senator Al D'Amato. Uh, Senator, great to have you here on the show. How are you? I am terrific. I am delighted to be with you. I'm with the county executive of Nassau County, um, Bruce Blakeman. And I have to tell you, we are going to elect two congressmen, Mr. Santos in the 3rd District, and Anthony D'Esposito in the 4th District. Those were two Democratic districts. And I'm happy to say to WABC, you can make this announcement now, because Blakeman is never wrong. We have two new Republican congressmen from Nassau County or from Long Island going down to represent our people. A great win. And this is the harbinger, I think, of good things to come because I think this Zeldin race, and I haven't seen the results from upstate in the Hudson Valley and the city, but let me tell you, I just think that he's going to do a lot better than people think and that this race is a pick em race and don't sell Zeldin short. So do you believe, and again, do you believe he's going to pull it out, Senator? Is that what you're thinking? He may pull this out. I'm thinking Zeldin can pull it out. The county executive agrees with me, Mr. Blakeman. He thinks, he says, here, I'm going to tell it. I'm going to put him on, and he'll tell you what he thinks. Bruce? Hi, how are you? Hey, and uh, Bruce Blakeman, this is Rita Cosby here. Uh, you're on uh, the National Rita Cosby Show. And um, everybody, we are talking to Nassau County, New York, Executive Bruce Blakeman. Uh, your thoughts, first of all, um, about, let's talk about Zeldin, if we could, first. Where do you see that going, Bruce? I think it's a horse race right now. Uh, basically, uh, the numbers in New York City are looking pretty good for Zeldin. Uh, and we're waiting for the suburban counties because I think that's going to tell most of the story. So I would say right now it's a horse race, and I think Zeldin can do it. But it, it, it depends on a lot of different factors. We don't, we don't know where the voters are coming from just yet. So that's one of the important things we need to know to be able to make accurate predictions. 
You know, and um, Bruce, in your race, um, because you turned a very important area red, and it was a huge, you know, uh, election when that happened, Bruce. And much of it was crime. You know, you wrote also on the issue, of course, of, you know, getting rid of this, you know, no cash bail. Talk about how important that was and how much that is in New York State. Well, it's absolutely critical to the communities in New York State because they're being plagued by criminals who uh, are in a revolving door of justice. They commit a crime. They're out the same day and they're committing more and more crimes. So the recidivism rate is way up. And uh, we have we have to do something about it. And I think that's why in such a blue state, Zeldin has a really good shot because people are fed up. Democrats are fed up. Republicans are fed up and independent voters are fed up. And also on the flip side, too, you know, Bruce, you look at it and you see that Hochul herself uh, was very apathetic about crime. She she talked about this hyperventilation by the GOP party in terms of crime. Um, she made it sound like there was no crime. It doesn't exist. It was a figment of our imagination. And that got a lot of people frustrated and a lot of people angry. Um, talk about how the strategy by Hochul and other Democrats across this country has been what crime, what inflation? Well, she's very disingenuous because, first of all, she was in denial. But if you looked at the last 10 days of her TV ads, she was talking about crime. So uh, and and she was falsely stating that, you know, she was a crime fighter, which everybody knows is completely ridiculous. So, uh, you know, I I think people want to be safe in their communities. They want to be safe in their homes. And I think it's a very important issue right up there with inflation here in New York State. So anyway, uh, I have to go back and check on some of the numbers. But thank you so much, Rita. And uh, hopefully it'll be a very red night. All right. We are going to be following that closely. Bruce Blakeman and Al D'Amato, thank you both very, very much. And let's see what happens. Uh, they are very optimistic about a couple of the seats already turning red there in New York. And, of course, everybody across the country is waiting to see if Lee Zeldin could pull it out to be the next governor of New York, a blue state. Uh, but as you have seen in some of the latest polls, he has been neck and neck with Kathy Hochul. And we are waiting because polls have closed there in New York. But, of course, they're counting the votes there and many other places across the country. When we come back here on the Rita Cosby Show, we're going to go to Dick Morris, renowned political consultant. He is, of course, an expert on not just he's been advising Bill Clinton and President Trump. So we're going to get both sides from him and get his perspective on all the other big races that are taking place across the country. We're going to have that and a lot more after the break. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. And you are listening to our wall-to-wall election coverage here on the Rita Cosby Show, our special election coverage, as we are still waiting to see who will control Congress, who will control the House, who will control the Senate. 
Uh, everything is up for grabs and results are coming in fast and furious. And as soon as we get them, we will bring them to you. But so many big, big races up in the air. And joining us now is former New York GOP gubernatorial candidate, Andrew Giuliani. Andrew, great to have you here on the show. And boy, uh, let me get right to first off. Um, we're waiting on, of course, the New York governor's race because boy, uh, that would be an incredible feat if Lee Zeldin can turn New York red at the top house. Uh, what are your thoughts so far? And give us your take on what we've seen already in the last few hours. Well, Rita, as always, it's great to be on with you. Look, I, I think this turns into a simple math equation for Lee Zeldin. He's going to need to get about 38% of New York City in order to be able to make up the numbers in other places of the state where we know he's going to do well. We know he's going to do well in Suffolk. I certainly saw that in my primary. We know he's going to need to do well in Nassau, uh, and we know he's going to do well in Nassau. But it's a matter of at 30, at 33%, uh, I don't know if the numbers add up. At 37, 38% of New York City, uh, then uh, they add up to a Lee Zeldin victory. And so that's where we're hopeful now at this moment as we count up the votes. And, uh, you know, when do you think we'll hear, Andrew? Do you think we're going to get the results on New York uh, tonight, the New York governor's race? It may be early in the morning when we get the results. Or it, may, it may be after, after you head off and at some point maybe when Frank Morano gets on. Um, but uh, I do think that we'll have an idea of this thing by 12.30, 1 o'clock in the morning, uh, and, uh, and and we'll have an idea whether or not, as as you said early, uh, we're going to be able to save our state with Lee Zeldin, uh, or we're going to have four years of Kathy Ockel. Are you surprised, um, as we're seeing some of the numbers in for New York uh, in the city, um, she seems to be doing well in the city. No surprise. Of course, it's a it's a big Democratic stronghold. Um, but boy, Andrew, she ran on, you know, what crime? You know, she ran on what, you know, cash bail. Uh, let him out. No worries. No cash bail. Uh, hyperventilating were some of the right. words that she was using. What did you make of her campaign and where we are right now? I thought it was really poor strategy, but I also thought it showed that she was out of touch with New Yorkers. When you look at this is not just people from New York City. This is people from Rochester and Binghamton. Twenty eight percent of New Yorkers said the number one issue for them was crime. Over 50 percent said it was one of the top three issues that they were going to choose their vote. And then another 20 percent said their top issue was the economy. She offered no solutions on crime. And to your point, Rita, she said that this was a conspiracy theory or this was something that was fear or demagoguery from the right. Uh, I would say ask the victims, ask their families whether or not this is a conspiracy theory, whether or not this is fear mongering and demagoguery. I can tell you that where that poor victim was raped just a couple of days ago in the West Village on the West Side Highway, uh, my daughter and I walk by there a couple times a week and I only think about her and think about my wife. And I think there are more and more New Yorkers that are thinking about that. Uh, and I think that's why, obviously, tonight is so important as we look to the next four years, as we look to the future of our state, uh, to see whether or not we're going to have somebody that will acknowledge that crime is a real problem, that has solutions, uh, like Lee Zeldin, who has talked about repealing cashless bail, talked about protecting our officers' qualified immunity, talking about getting rid of rogue DAs like Alvin Bragg, or we're going to have a governor who unfortunately thinks the crime is a conspiracy theory of the right. All right. Well, thank you very, very much, Andrew Giuliani. We greatly appreciate it. And now let's go to our Gnome Laden. We do have a big call coming in. Go ahead, Gnome. 
O'Rourke. So we can tell you that number's in. Again, incumbent Governor Greg Abbott beating Beto O'Rourke tonight in Texas. Um, also, uh, Rita, with the polls closed in Maricopa County, Arizona, people have started to gather at a hotel ballroom in downtown Phoenix for the state Democratic Party's election. It's uh, Katie Hobbs, the Arizona Secretary of State, against Kerry Lake. And they say that race may not be decided till Friday. All right. Thank you very, very much. We appreciate it, Noam. We'll have more after the break. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. And you are listening to our breaking news coverage as the results are coming in fast and furious here on Election Central. You're listening to Rita Cosby, and we are getting some big results. Let's go to... Our Gnome Layden on the election's result desk. Go ahead, Gnome. Rita, we can tell you in Pennsylvania, the governor's race decided. Pennsylvania Attorney General, the Democrat in the race, Josh Shapiro, has defeated State Senator Doug Mastriano. That is our call there. Of course, we're still waiting on the John Fetterman, Dr. Oz race. That may take a whole lot longer till the results come in. All right. Wow. Very interesting. Thank you very much, Noam Layden. And now let's bring in former New York GOP Governor George Pataki. Uh, Governor Pataki, um, your thoughts first off, uh, how the results have been going so far tonight and your take. Uh, Rita, I'll tell you, it's, to me, it's almost impossible to figure out because, you know, uh, this is the first uh, statewide election for governor where you had early voting. And there were hundreds of thousands of early votes cast. And I believe they've been counted. And how they're impacting the totals we're seeing so far, it's hard for me to figure out. The one thing we know, Rita, is that there's a massive turnout across the state. And that is a positive thing, that people are involved, understand the importance of government, and are participating. You know, that's a great point. As you're talking about New York, um, there were nine days of early voting and there was a lot uh, of turnout during those nine days of early voting. Um, about 37 percent of the early votes I was reading came from New York City, New York City home, as you know, 40 percent basically of the registered voters in the state. Um, how is that impacting uh, the race? And is there a chance because maybe those results are in now um, or some of them are coming in? Um, how do you see the night unfolding? Do you think we will know uh, in the next few hours who will be uh, the governor of New York? Uh, Rita, I do think we'll know in the next couple of hours because those early votes have been counted. Uh, now we're looking to as the results rolling from the same day voting. And a lot of the areas just haven't reported yet. And a lot of that is Long Island, where Zelda should do very well. So, you know, it's a it's an exciting night. It's a historic night because it is the first governor's race with early voting. And to me, at this point, it's just not clear enough to project. And I don't think any of the major media have projected an outcome yet as well either. So, well, I think it's I think we'll know tonight, but it might be a few more hours. Yeah, I think so, too. It is still uh, way too close to call. I want to have you talk uh, and everybody. We are talking to former New York GOP Governor George Pataki, uh, the last a Republican to win a statewide race there, um, of course, in New York. You did it. Um, you did it at a time where, where crime was so bad. Uh, talk about the climate that made you rise to become a Republican governor of New York State. And do you think we're experiencing some of the same things, Governor Pataki? Oh, Rita, absolutely. You know, when I ran, we were the most dangerous state in America. And Crime was the big issue. And today uh, we're seeing a surge in crime in New York City and across the state. 
and crime is the big issue. And I think uh, Lee Zeldin did an excellent job uh, focusing on that and outlining the ideas that he has to, to go after the violent criminals. And uh, we'll see whether or not it resonated with enough of the voters, but it's the same issue, the same climate, and he has the right solutions. And hopefully he will win, but in any event, I think everybody in this state understands that the biggest issue now is getting rid of things like the no-bail law and putting public safety first. Do you think also um, that we will see some changes regardless of who gets in? Or are you concerned um, that, you know, should Kathy Hochul win election? Because remember, she got the seat, as you know, all too well, because of everything that happened with Andrew Cuomo. Um, but if she becomes the, the first female elected there, uh, New York State as governor, um, are you concerned that she's already telegraphing um, what she will do and what she won't do with crime? Or do you think that the fact that, um, as we're seeing right now, uh, you know, a tight race, does that signal to her that a lot of New Yorkers are very, very unhappy uh, with what's happening with crime and they want law and order? I think what you said at the end is exactly right. Uh, if she wins, she's going to know that the people of New York, not just in the city but across the state, have violent crime as one of their top priorities. And I think it's going to compel her and the legislature to change it. You know, it just is not working when you, you arrest someone 15, 20, 25 times and they get out on the street the same day. It doesn't work. And I think that message has come through. Whether it's enough to propel Lee Zoldin across the finish line, I don't know. But I think that message will get across the finish line, even if Hochul does pull this out. And, Governor Pataki, your thoughts on some of the other races, um, as I know you're watching the whole country. Of course, the whole country really up for grabs, 435 House seats um, up tonight, uh, 35 Senate seats, 36 governor seats. Um, where do you predict sort of it ending up in terms of the House and the Senate? Do you think uh, there could be a GOP sweep on both, or what are your thoughts? You know, Rita, we're on the East Coast, so we get the results, and many of them are in now. But I think it's clear the Republicans are going to win the House. They're going to have a majority. Uh, there have been enough switches in states already uh, from Democrat to Republican, even without the rest of the country voting, uh, to give me a high level of confidence that the Republicans will control the House. The Senate races are just so close. There have got to be eight races that are within two, three, four points. And it's early in the vast majority of those races. And some of the states... They haven't even closed the polls yet. So uh, it's going to be close. I think the Republicans have a very good shot at having 51 senators and having a, uh, a majority in the House. But I just think it's uh, too soon at this point for uh, us to make an, a, a real uh, prediction with any degree of certainty. Yeah, 1,000 uh, percent. Former New York GOP Governor George Pataki, thank you so much on such a big election night to join us. It's always so great to get your perspective. Thank you so much. Thank you, Rita. Always great being on with you. You too, my friend. Thank you so much. And now let's go to uh, a great host on the Red Apple Audio Network, James Golden. Um, James, um, a.k.a. Boast Nerdly, of course, everybody knows you from the Rush Limbaugh show, my friend, with the golden voice. Um, your thoughts about what we're seeing so far tonight? Well, I know a lot of people had expected it to be completely over by now, you know, big red wave. It's not over. But it's looking good for Republicans in the House, and I still think, look, the Senate was going to be tight. We knew that. 
And so there are a lot of races that we're going to find out in the wee hours, whether they shift to the Republicans or not. I'm feeling pretty optimistic that the Republicans will have control of the House. Now, by what margin, we don't know yet. And I believe that they're going to do well. Even if it's a one-seat victory in the Senate, it's still a win, and you take it. So I'm, at this point, pretty guardedly optimistic about the Senate and very optimistic about the House. Yeah, I, you know, I tend to agree with you, too. And, of course, right now, as we know, in the Senate, it's 50-50 with Kamala Harris, the tiebreaker. So just as you said, even if it turns to be, uh, you know, 51-49, uh, that then goes to the Republicans for uh, control. Um, by the way, earlier in the night, Real Clear Politics, Tom Bevan, who I know you and I both know well, yes. uh, Bo, uh, Tom had 53.47 for the GOP, uh, which was very promising for the GOP. Um, and, of course, on the House side, everybody, 220 Democrats right now, 212 Republicans. Um, and basically the GOP just needs because of some, you know, vacancies that are on. They basically needed to pick up five seats. They have picked up at least one or two so far. So, uh, it is definitely Including looking one good. seat in Florida. Look, Florida yep. is officially a red state now. Florida was, was a toss up state for many years. It could go either way. Remember, Ron DeSantis won his first election with under a margin of 15,000 votes. Tonight he won Miami Dade. Tonight, if you look at Rubio's numbers, Rubio is winning in counties that usually Democrats prevail, or, or he's doing well in them, I should say. Uh, in some of those Republic, and some of those Democrat strongholds, Rubio's getting like 35%, 30 some odd percent of the vote here or there. This is now, Florida is a solid Republican state. And, and uh, what, but <laughs> Bo, you know, Bo, as you talk about that, they were cheering with DeSantis saying, Two more years, uh, in other words, hinting, uh, that they in the crowd there at his, uh, you know, at his, uh, of course, victory speech. And as you point out, uh, aptly, my friend, uh, an, uh, handily winning, uh, they were definitely cheering two more years. In other words, we hope you run for president. Absolutely. Florida is in love with Ron DeSantis and for good reason. <laughs> I mean, against all of the odds, if you go back and you look at the coverage this time last year, where was Florida? The national media was attacking DeSantis in Florida on a daily basis because he refused to go along with the COVID shutdowns. He was proven ultimately right. They definitely had a cow when he stood up to Walt Disney and the other companies that were demanding that they call a call a halt to this business that was taking place with the sexualization of children in schools in the very, very early grades. Uh, he stood by that even though they mislabeled the legislation and called it don't say gay, doesn't say that at all. He stood tall, and he has never backed down. They, the, the voters in Florida are showing their appreciation. The state right now, that state has, is one of the most prosperous states in the nation. And, and they did it because he refused to back down to conventional Democrat wisdom. So he's, they've been rewarded. I can't wait to see what happens. Also, look at Texas, by the way. Uh, Governor Abbott came under a lot of heat. Beto O'Rourke is now, what, a footnote in history is as a loser to president, uh, senator, uh, senate and, <laughs> and governor. What, I mean, what, yeah, what is Beto going to do? Uh, you know, I thought about that. You know what is so funny, but as soon, as soon as I saw that, I thought, what is Beto going to do next? Because you're right. It's like he keeps trying and trying. 
This guy has gotten so much Democratic money behind him, too. Think about all the tens of millions of dollars that has been spent. I think this, I read somewhere it was like $200 million between all of the different races to get behind Beto. And so far, Beto's been a busto. Exactly. Now, New York, of course, our, our New York is going to be interesting. If you look at the numbers coming in right now, uh, there's a bigger spread than what I think many people had anticipated in the governor's race. But we, you have to go county by county with that and start figuring out where the votes are, are, are outstanding that have not been counted. I expect that the New York numbers for the governor's race are going to tighten up as the evening goes on. Pennsylvania, by the way, is a mess. It's a mess. And the idea that the election laws in Pennsylvania cannot be worked out so that voters, I think we're going to be wondering maybe into next week what happens in Pennsylvania. Yeah, it is incredible. You know, and one of the things, uh, everybody, if you're joining us here, some of the new updates, of course, Arizona, Maricopa County, they had a problem with the tabulations machine. That's a major, major area there in Arizona. And in Pennsylvania, I couldn't believe this, boast Nerdly, that they actually didn't have paper. They ran out of paper. They didn't have enough paper in a couple of the polling places at major locations. And and then the issue is you're talking about with the signatures on the outside, Fetterman already saying, you know, here's the guy claiming that Oz and the Republicans are election deniers, and he's the one who launched the lawsuit. You know, it, exactly. the hypocrisy is ripe, Bo. And I cannot wait later in the evening. We're going to start seeing after 11 o'clock. We should start to see what takes place in Arizona. Arizona could be interesting if indeed it looks like Katie Lake, uh, um, um, Carrie Lake, Lake, will, Carrie be, Lake, Carrie yep. Lake will beat Katie Hobbs. That would be interesting because there will be a lot of finger pointing if that happens. Hobbs, of course, refused to debate any of her opponents. She didn't debate in the primary. Her reason is, well, I was way ahead in the polls. I was way ahead. And her reason with uh, for not debating Carrie Lake is, I, I didn't want to give her a spectacle. I mean, these are just asinine reasons that she's presented. And even on CNN and some of the other more liberal news channels, they were calling her out on it. If she loses, there's gonna be a, there will be a lot of finger pointing about her strategy. Um, but Carrie Lake has run a surprisingly strong campaign, despite the fact that she had the mainstream media ganged up against her. She's always been very clear, very measured, and it will be remarkable if she's able to pull that out. And we'll have to look at what happens in the Senate there, because that might have implications for the Senate seat there. It's going to be a long night. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is a long night, and it's going to be an interesting one, and the stakes could not be higher. Um, James Golden, a.k.a. Boast Nerdly, a great radio host and, and our dear friend, thank you so much for joining us on this big election night on the Rita Cosby Show. My pleasure, Rita. Always a treat, a delight, a joy to be with you. Thank you very much. And everybody, when we come back, we have political consultant Dick Morris to get his take on these new big developments tonight here on Election Night on The Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show. And you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show, a big election night here as results are coming in fast and furious. Let's go now to our elections result desk. 
with Noam Layden. Noam, fill us in what you got. Rita, New York Attorney General Letitia James, one of former President Donald Trump's chief legal nemesis, has won a second term in a race that pitted her against a lesser-known Republican, a lawyer, Michael Henry. Uh, she made history, you'll remember, back in 2019, becoming the first black woman elected statewide in New York. And she immediately began investigating former President Trump almost as soon as she took office, suing the Republican back in September, alleging Trump and his company misled banks and others about the value of his assets. So she has won tonight here in New York. The governor's race, of course, at the top of the ticket here in New York, Governor Hochul against Long Island Congressman Lee Zeldin. She has a pretty large lead at this moment, but only about 37% of the vote in, so that could change. In New Hampshire, incumbent Senator Maggie Hassan has won there. She's won another term in New Hampshire. That's the latest from the election news desk. And Noam, you know, this is really interesting. What you had just brought up, uh, Maggie Hassan, um, who handily, it looks like, beat Don Boldick. That was one that a lot of people thought could actually potentially flip. She was ahead in a number of the polls, um, but he was an interesting candidate. He is a retired general. Um, he was a Purple Heart recipient. He had five bronze stars, and they thought, boy, uh, that could maybe flip and go in his favor. The other thing that was interesting about that race, too, Noam, is he did more than 82 town halls. He really worked the community, and he came kind of from behind and uh, the other thing that's that's fascinating, too, is he was the MAGA candidate uh, that Democrats were actually funding because they thought that it would be a blowout between Hassan and the next person. And as it turned out, uh, he actually made it into a fairly competitive race, Gnome. Yeah, and New Hampshire, of course, has become a strange voting place, right? It was always solidly Republican for so long. And now you've had so many people cross the border from Massachusetts into New Hampshire, Democrats, and that's changed the complexion of the state. And um, people split the ticket tonight, Rita, because at the top, uh, GOP Governor Chris Sununu won another uh, another four years as governor. So uh, you had people who might have voted for Sununu and then went Democrat when voting for senator. And fill us in also, bring everybody up to speed if you could, Noam, um, with some of the other results across the country. Um, one of the first ones when we were on earlier tonight, uh, uh, Richard Blumenthal, many people know him, of course, the very well-known senior senator in Connecticut. Um, that result came in like almost immediately. Kind of walk us through some of the highlights for folks who are just tuning in here on our big election eve. Yeah, yeah, he uh, uh, won easily over Leora Levy there in um, Connecticut. Uh, we're still there's so many races, Rita, that we are waiting on, and the ones that the eyes of the nation have been on in Georgia. You have uh, Herschel Walker, of course, taking off against incumbent Senator Raphael Warnock. We've been watching that one go back and forth. I mean, hundreds of votes separating them at times during the course of the night. So. Who knows if we will get an answer to that before the night is over. Down in Florida, a more decisive there, Rita, Marco Rubio winning another term, outlasting Congresswoman Val Demings, who the Democrats thought might have a shot of knocking off Rubio. She did not tonight. Ron DeSantis winning in Florida over uh, Charlie Crist. Uh, Governor DeWine winning in Ohio, but we're still waiting, Rita, on the Senate race, that fascinating one between the author J.D. Vance and Congressman Tim Ryan. Not clear if we'll have the results of that anytime soon. 
in Pennsylvania, though we do know that Pennsylvania Attorney General Josh Shapiro will be the next governor of Pennsylvania. He beat State Senator Doug Mastriano. But in the Senate race, uh, it is John Fetterman, of course, against Dr. Oz. That one way too close to call. And so many other races were waiting out from the West Coast. Those numbers probably won't come in for a while. Some of them in Arizona, especially the state uh, secretary of state saying we may not have results in the Arizona races until Friday, which is amazing because today is Tuesday. And, uh, Noam, uh, I am looking at a whole bunch of different places. It looks like there could be a call now on the J.D. Vance race. This is a big one. Um, I understand there may be some results. Can you give us the latest? Because this is huge. Yeah. Um, NBC is calling the race in just seconds ago, the Senate race that we were just talking about, for J.D. Vance in Ohio over Congressman Tim Ryan. Wow. That is a biggie. Wow. 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 Again, everybody, if you're just tuning in, J.D. Vance has won that race uh, in Ohio. Of course, that was the last stop also for President Trump who came there um, and was campaigning for him. And that is a very, very big deal. J.D. Vance, uh, the author of Hillbilly Elegy, uh, a guy who very much was fighting critical race theory in schools, also a big uh, person about protecting our borders, complaining about open borders. And now he has beat uh, Tim Ryan, uh, the congressman there in Ohio. And Tim Ryan, you know what's interesting, Noam? Tim Ryan was one of the people on the campaign trail. A lot of them didn't want to see Biden because of his low approval ratings. Tim Ryan was like avoiding Biden like the plague and was criticizing some of the things about President Biden, too, um, because he was trying to play sort of the moderate, if you will. And a lot of people thought in the Democratic Party that he might be one of their best bets uh, to flip that seat. And to be able to have control. But now we are seeing uh, a big, big win. The Senate in Ohio. A new politician, by the way, J.D. Vance. Uh, I had dinner with J.D. a couple weeks ago. A couple months ago it is now. But J.D. was somebody who very much got into the race and wanted to to make a difference in America. And he said that unapologetically he is a Trump supporter. He is a big a protector of our borders, wanted to combat crime, was angry about parents being called domestic terrorists and sort of a new guy to the political race. And one of the big wins right now, J.D. Vance, that has just been called, taking the Senate seat, that very important Senate seat there in Ohio. Mike DeWine continuing as governor there. So far looking like a big red sweep in Ohio. Will this continue through the night? We will have the latest results and more big guests, Rudy Giuliani and more, coming up in our next hour. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Welcome to another hour here as we are doing our continuing election coverage. So much at stake tonight. This is one of the biggest election nights in American history. A lot of times the midterms, sometimes they're important, sometimes they're not. Well, tonight this is historic. 435 House seats up for grabs, 35 Senate seats, 36 governor seats. And a lot of results we are still waiting on. And, of course, this determines the balance of power 
in the United States. Right now it's 50-50, as you know, in the Senate. And, of course, Kamala Harris does the deciding vote, so the Democrats have an edge there. The Republicans are hoping to change that. And in the House, it is now 220 Democrats to 212 Republicans. And the Republicans are expected to do well in the House and gain control of the House, which could change so many dynamics in Washington. That could mean investigations. That could mean changes of policy, whether it's with uh, oil, gas, taxes. There are so many issues at stake, and we have it all covered here on Election Central. And now let's go to our elections results desk. With Noam Layden. Uh, Noam, what's the latest from there? We can tell you in California, Gavin Newsom easily sailing to a second term in California. As, of course, you know, Rita, he has dipped his toes into the 2024 White House waters. We don't know if he will run or not. I guess he's waiting to see what Joe Biden, President Joe Biden, is going to do. But it's rumored that he is definitely interested in running for the White House. Easy win for him. In Pennsylvania, Rita, we have about 71 percent of the vote in in that Senate race between John Fetterman and Dr. Oz. Fetterman has about a 70,000 vote lead. This is a really close race. Don't know if we'll have the final details on that before the night is out. But the votes are coming in more fast and furious in Pennsylvania than they were when the polls closed at eight o'clock. All right, Noam, thank you very much. Keep us posted. And again, as you heard from Noam, just about 70% in all eyes on Pennsylvania and so many other key states tonight because a lot of them are still up for grabs. Um, Arizona is, of course, another big one. Uh, so we are waiting to see what happens there as well. Carrie Lake, Katie Hobbs uh, going neck and neck. And joining us now is former New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani. Uh, Rudy, um, first, I want to get your reaction to what we were just talking about with Noam. Um, we are still waiting to see what happens in Pennsylvania. Uh, Fetterman Oz. And right now, uh, it looks like a 70,000 lead by Fetterman, but a lot has not come in yet. It's only, in fact, I'm looking right now, 67% of the vote has come in in Pennsylvania. Um, what are your thoughts about Pennsylvania and some of these other races around the country? And then I want to get to New York with you, too. Well, I would say the the races are um, closer than we thought in some cases. Uh, some big Republican wins. Uh, I think Rubio won by a lot more than I thought. Florida was a wipeout. Some big wins in Virginia that people aren't noticing at the congressional level, which kind of indicates Virginia may be going back to becoming a Republican state, which is extremely good news. Uh, The vote, I'm in New Hampshire, and the vote that was expected here, the red wave, didn't happen. Uh, New York, we have to see. Looks like uh, uh, Lawler may be uh, beating Maloney, which would be a heck of an upset. Uh, I think we'll pick up some congressional seats in New York. I think I think the Zeldin race. I'd like to say we're going to win it because in my heart, I want to. Doesn't look good right now. I hope it changes. I think that Oz has a good chance of pulling it out. 
Walker, it's really a question of can he get to 50 percent? If he doesn't, then the Republicans will not have the Senate until December. Uh, and I think if the Republicans get the Senate, which I think they will, it'll be by one vote, as opposed to the three or four that we thought it would be. The House is finished. The Republicans, I think, will do as well in the House as they thought. I think that expectation will be fulfilled. I think the expectations with regard to the Senate at 53, 54, we're going to be lucky now at 51. And I think the stretching of the red wave into deep blue states like New York, um, maybe at the congressional level, but I, I, I don't know if it's happened at the level we thought it would happen. Yeah, well, and now, Rudy, to your point, um, I want to talk with about um, Sean Patrick Maloney in New York. Um, we're still waiting on results. Earlier results are showing that Lawler is ahead on that one. Again, it hasn't been called. That's still early. Um, but that was an interesting race, too, uh, because Maloney famously said just a few days ago um, when he was asked about uh, what's your advice to people about inflation, I couldn't believe he gave this answer, Rudy. He said, you know, uh, well, we used to eat Chef Boyardee. Um, in other words, you know, it seems so disconnected from the, you know, average citizen. And right now, again, we're waiting for results on that race. Uh, but the fact that a Lawler, there's a chance he could take it, um, depending on some of the polls, um, that really hurt, I think, Maloney. And he's one of the head guys at the Democratic Campaign Committee. Yeah, I mean, he, although I have to tell you, Rita, he's been in trouble all throughout. Lawler has really run a very, very good race. And also, he's not very popular in his district. I mean, he's another one of these guys that went Washington and forgot that he came from central New York, uh, which is very typical of, of the Democrats. I think, I, think, uh, I think so far this looks like not the big giant red waves that we thought would happen, not not an insignificant one. It does look like good news for 24. It looks like the party is expanding. It's expanding in very, very sensible ways. Uh, when you look at how we're doing in, uh, in Virginia, how well we did in Florida, it looks like we have F- Florida may no longer be one of these uh, back and forth states. Uh, when you look at the congressional seats we picked up there, we're picking up some congressional seats in New York. It looks like two or three. So, um, and and if Virginia is back as a uh, viable Republican state, the electoral map changes dramatically. What do you so what, what do you think, Rudy? And uh, Rudy, what do you think? Um, sorry to interrupt you, but what do you think um, in terms of the Senate again? Do you believe that even if that it could be a, a 51-52 Republican night in the Senate? Yeah, I, I would. I mean, I'd be very happy with 52. I think we go to bed tonight and we're probably 50-50. I mean, we're at uh, what will look like 50-50 unless uh, and, and we won't be able to tell that because uh, it really depends on whether Walker can get to 50 percent. And what is he about four, about five tenths of about half a percent away from that? Uh, but it's very close. And he may not get there's a, a sec, there's a third party candidate taking two percent. So right now he's at forty nine point three. So he's leading Warnock, but that almost isn't almost isn't important now. 
who's ahead, Warnock or him. It's who gets to 50%. That's the important thing. If nobody does, then they have this election on December 7th. Right, and then it drags on. Oh, my goodness, Rudy. You know, you think about... And um, let's say, and let's say, let's say we end up the night where Republicans surely have 50 votes, right? Um, and, and, but to get to 51 votes, they got to win this race. Yeah. And you won't know, you won't know until December 7th what the makeup of the, of the Senate's going to be. I think that's a pretty good possibility as an ending for the night. Wow. Which in a way, which in a way, um, I don't know what you call that. I mean, re- Republicans are going to hate that and still love it because you're in the ball game, and Democrats are going to hate it and they're still going to love it because they're in the ball game. Right, but then it goes back to this dragging on and on and on uh, back uh, back to Georgia, uh, as you talk about, um, Rudy. Um, yeah, but I think this time this time in a different way than last time. This time with a very united Republican Party. Yes. Herschel's not going to have the problems, unfortunately, that came after the 2020 election and the disputes over, you know, did Georgia handle it right or not? And that that divided the party. No question. No question. Hey, hey, um, Rudy, I want to ask you, too, about uh, Ohio, because um, J.D. Vance has been projected to win Ohio. Uh, That's a biggie win, by the way. That's a good news win. There's a guy there's a guy who was supposed to lose because he's a Trump guy. And it looks like he's going to win by a nice number. Yep, he has. He has handily won. Uh, Rudy, stay with us, if you could. I want to go to Gnome Layden on our elections result desk. Gnome? Uh, the NBC is calling the governor's race in New York for Governor Kathy Hochul uh, tonight. So they say she has outlasted Lee Zeldin and will get four years in Albany as an elected governor. Again, NBC calling the race here in New York for Governor Kathy Hochul. Wow. Uh, so, Noam, let me just get clarification from you because you're quoting uh, NBC. Uh, they are the only ones at this point, I understand, or one of the few that are calling it. And what is the margin so far? Do we have a sense? It's a large enough margin from them that they say that there's no way for her to make it up. We've been watching the race pretty closely, of course, here on the election news desk. And Lee Zeldin has not performed as well as we thought he would upstate. And so that has not helped him. And uh, the numbers, for the most part, have come out as so far here in the city. Not everything's in yet. But again, NBC saying enough there for them to call the race. Uh, they are the only ones so far doing that. But NBC saying that Kathy Hochul is one. By the way, we have one uh, other race as well in Georgia. Uh, we can tell you that incumbent Governor Brian Kemp has beat Stacey Abrams. All right, Noam, thank you very much. Uh, Rudy, you are going through this with me as I'm hearing it live. Again, our audience again, also here on the Rita Cosby Show, NBC News calling the race for New York governor for Kathy Hochul over Lee Zeldin. Uh, Rudy, your reaction? Uh, my reaction is... Um... Please excuse this, but two years ago, Donald Trump was leading by 800,000 votes, not 500,000 votes, in Pennsylvania with uh, 68% of the vote cast, and they didn't call it for him. So you're, what are you saying, too early to call it, you're, is what no, you're saying, no, no, or what no, are you no. saying here? What, I, what, I, what, what I'm saying is uh, in the history of calling races, there was never a time that anybody had that kind of lead and it wasn't called. 
with statisticians telling you it's was statistically impossible for Biden to make up that margin. And at the same time, they called Arizona for uh, Biden, and he won it by, if he won it, he won it by 10,000 votes, and they called it in the first half hour. I just want to point out the difference and the unfairness of it. That, that, that is a legitimate call at that, at that uh, at 500,000 with 62 percent to go, particularly if you know that he's underperforming. Uh, I'm not I'm not I'm really not complaining about NBC's call. And I think that I told you before, I was trying to say it in as nice a way as possible, because I, I really think this is the end of my state. Um, I, I, she, she's going to win the race. The, the lead did not perform the way, even even um, even in the city, the way he should. I don't think it's his fault. I think this. I think we. I think our state is a state that has too many, um, unfortunately, uh, brainwashed Democrats. To vote for another Democratic governor after the last two left in scandals. But the kind of crime that we have and the totally ridiculous things that she said is really <laughs> makes you question a large percentage of New Yorkers who vote Democrat. Do they do it um, just because? But is it Pavlovian? It's certainly not intellectual. So I'm very disappointed, but I think you can't fault NBC for calling it. No, and uh, and by the way, uh, other media, uh, New York one in New York, saying that Hochul is quote declaring victory. Uh, she but hasn't just, come, she I, hasn't come I, out I yet, but I, I can't not point out the disparities with what happened last time. When yeah, Trump no, had a it, much bigger lead it's in a fair point. With less of the vote to go. The same thing is true in Georgia, and he was ahead there by margins. I went back to look by margins that exceeded calls that were made in the past. So uh, when people say that there are people that are very upset about the election, they have a right to be upset. Yeah, no, and and Rudy, by the way, I hear you what you're talking about uh, with the different standards and and the way the mainstream media has, you know, has uh, coddled many Democratic candidates and and not grilled them, uh, you know, as aptly on many issues. being the vice versa, too, as well. Uh, Rudy, thank you. We love you. Great you to very, have you here. You're very welcome. And I, I, think, I think when we go out west, you're going to see uh, a little bit more of a, of a large Republican showing. Oh, yeah. And, and yep, we're waiting on that one. And we're waiting also on, of course, Carrie Lake in Arizona. So many coming in. Rudy Giuliani, thank you so much. Thank it's, you. Oh, awesome you. to have you with us, too. Uh, here on the Rita Cosby Show. And again, NBC News now again calling the New York governor's race for Kathy Hochul. Right after the break, we are going to go to Lee Zeldin headquarters. Our Lydia Serrani is going to give us the latest from there. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
And we have some big breaking news. Again, as you just heard from our Noam Laden at the elections result desk. Now ABC has also called it. So NBC and ABC have officially called the New York governor's race for Kathy Hochul. 64% of the vote in, but they said that there's no way that Lee Zeldin can make up the margin. And she has been called as the winner of the New York governor's race, becoming the first female elected as governor. Remember, she got the seat when Andrew Cuomo left, and then she was given it because she was the lieutenant governor. Now she will be the first female elected to governorship in New York. Uh, Zeldin, of course, many people thought uh, could potentially pull it out. He was surging at the end. Uh, but again, the call just made moments ago that Kathy Hochul has indeed won the governor's race in New York. And let's go now to our Lydia Serrani, our reporter there who is at the Lee Zeldin headquarters in New York City. Uh, Lydia, give us the latest from there. Well, as you can imagine, Rita, everybody is watching the TV screens and they're seeing what you're reporting as well, that ABC and NBC has called it for Hochul, Anthony Delgado, the lieutenant governor, he just spoke as well. But I can tell you right now, people here have not given up yet. I know I'm looking at the Board of Elections myself, and it's uh, 55, uh, 55.77 for Hochul, 43.34%. For Zeldin, so I actually just text uh, John McLaughlin, you know, who's Lee Zeldin's pollster, and I said, "What is going on here?" And he said, "Well, it's it's painful, but you know, we're still counting. The he, Lee could be closing in, so we just have to wait and see what what's going to happen at this point." But I don't know; it's not looking good. But we still got a packed house here, a lot of media here. Um, actually, right now, I just saw Craig Eaton. He's the former Brooklyn GOP chair for 10 years. So if anybody knows about a good race, it's uh, Craig Eaton. Craig Eaton, what do you think so far? ABC News, NBC News, they're calling it for Hochul. What's your estimation? It's not looking good. Well, I don't think it looks good right now, but you can't count them out. Suffolk hasn't come in yet. Suffolk is one of Lee Zeldin's biggest counties. So he's going to win big in Suffolk. I mean, we got hurt in Erie County 2-1. to one. In the city, we didn't get as much of the vote as I thought we would. But you know what? You can't count them out until every last vote is counted. So, you know what? It doesn't look good right now, but he ran a great race. Win or lose, Lee Zeldin really did better than any of the other candidates in the last couple of decades. I'm so proud of him. He's a good friend of mine. He did a great job. And let's just wait till all the votes are counted before we count them out. In Brooklyn, I was completely shocked. What was it, 70% for Hochul, 20 Zeldin? Well, it, you know, the, the city the city numbers were very disappointing, to be honest with you. I mean, and, uh, Lydia, I don't know what the Lydia? residents of New York City are thinking. Lydia, oh, they're telling me yeah. to wrap it. We'll keep it right here. Craig Eaton, back to you, Rita. All right. Thank you very much, Lydia. And thank you also to Craig Eaton, who's there at the Lee Zeldin headquarters, as you heard, still waiting for some of the results to come in. But ABC and NBC News have both called it for Kathy Hochul. When we come back, everybody, we're going to be talking to John Solomon, head of Just the News, to get his take on this win by Hochul and other big races across the country. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. And if you are just listening to us here on this big election night, lots of results coming in and joining us now. Let's go to our Noam Laden elections result desk for the very latest. 
Yeah, uh, we're, we've been looking, of course, at these numbers all night, uh, Reed. Um, and then this Kathy Hochul uh, race, uh, ABC, NBC calling it for Kathy Hochul tonight here in New York. And when you look, uh, Rita, at some of the exit polling here in New York, here are the two things that got people to the polls. For Republicans, it was inflation. For That was the number one issue far and away. I mean, nothing else came close. And for Democrats, it was abortion. The overturning of Roe v. Wade, nothing else even came close. That's what motivated the two sides tonight. And from what we can tell anyway from these um, early numbers and from what happened in some surprises upstate New York, that was enough to push Kathy Hochul over the edge. She made it a centerpiece of her campaign protecting uh, abortion rights, and that seems to have worked for her tonight in New York. Uh, in Georgia, this race with Herschel Walker and Senator Raphael Warnock, 15,000 vote lead for Herschel Walker with most of the vote in, just 15,000 separating the two. So the thought is there that's going to go late into the night. Incumbent Governor Brian Kemp has won, though. He will hold on to a seat after uh, beating out Stacey Abrams tonight in Florida. Marco Rubio winning very easily. Lots of people thought this race with Congresswoman Val Dennings would be a whole lot closer. It was not. Ron DeSantis winning very easily tonight. Supporters screaming two more years at his election night party. Uh, that is because they hope he will run for the White House in 2024. J.D. Vance, the author, Hillbilly Elegy, a great book, by the way, outlasts Congressman Tim Ryan in Ohio. Incumbent Governor Mike DeWine wins in Ohio as well. A state that seemed to go either way for many elections is now solidly red tonight. In Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania Attorney General Josh Shapiro easily beating State Senator Doug Mastriano. He'll be the next governor of Pennsylvania. The Senate race, this is going to go late into the night. John Fetterman against Dr. Oz. The number's way too close to call. In Maryland, Wes Moore is the next governor of Maryland, the first African-American to hold that race. And we're still waiting for the numbers to come in from so many states out west uh, in Arizona, where all eyes are on the uh, governor's race, uh, Secretary of State Katie Hobbs versus Carrie Lake. The Secretary of State Katie, Katie Hobbs says she doesn't think the vote total may come in until Friday. So we may not know the answer to that one until the end of the week. Wow. Uh, and Noam, by the way, I was just looking at some of the results um, in Georgia, just to start at where you began. Uh, 758 votes right now uh, are separating uh, the two of them, uh, Warnock and, of course, Herschel Walker. And what a tumultuous race that has been. Um, you think about from the very, very beginning, I mean, all the accusations against Herschel Walker, well-known football star, uh, and then, you know, Warnock also, a lot of allegations. You know, his ex-wife came forward and said they tried to ride, run over her foot. You know, uh, there was so much mudslinging and so much money going into that race. And right now, it's literally a couple hundred votes. No, that is, that is astounding. I mean, we knew it would be close, but boy... Uh, it is a nail-biter right now. Yeah, well, you know, that's the saying, right? Every single vote counts, and you'll remember back in 2020 what happened in Georgia. And so um, you have this race that will go late into the night, and no doubt uh, there probably won't be a winner here. There might be a recount. 
Uh, and uh, that may be the same true, by the way, for Pennsylvania, where Dr. Oz and is facing off against John Fetterman. The number's so close there. They're seesawing back and forth. We may not have an answer for that one for a couple of days either. All right, Noam, thank you very much. Keep us posted. Our great elections result desk editor tonight, Noam Layden. And everybody, now let's go to Kathy Hochul. We're going to listen on CBS television. Here she is in her acceptance speech. To make sure that every little girl and all the women of the state who've had to bang up against glass ceilings everywhere they turn to know that a woman could be elected in her own right and successfully govern a state as rough and tumble as New York. And yes, the glass ceiling, like the one that's above us here today, has finally been shattered in the state of New York, and you made it happen. In closing, I know it's been a long night, I feel the energy, I feel the love, but I know you all want to go out and celebrate as well. We'll get there, but it's in closing. (laughs) The lessons of tonight's victory are that given the choice, New Yorkers refuse to go backwards on our long march toward progress. And we embrace the torch that's been passed to us from all those who fought the good fight years before we came here. And in so doing, we commit that we'll make that torch glow even brighter before we pass it on to the next generation. We've achieved so much in just one year. Now I ask all of New Yorkers to join me as we act with boldness and urgency and accomplish even more for the next four years. with every fiber in my body, that our best days do lie ahead, that will capture the essence of New York exceptionalism and continue to work hard to better the lives of all. Tonight... And everybody, you are listening to the acceptance speech. That was Kathy Hochul, who is declaring victory. They have not officially done so at the Zeldin headquarters, where we've got our reporter Lydia Serrani, uh, but Kathy Hochul declaring victory, saying that she's not here for history. She is here to make a difference. She now becomes the first female elected governor of New York. Remember, she wasn't elected, uh, that she got uh, the position because she was the lieutenant governor when Andrew Cuomo left. And she immediately stepped in and has been there for about a year or so now. Uh, but now she becomes the first elected. She is declaring victory. So far, no word from the Zeldin camp. Uh, and now let's go to longtime Democratic political consultant in New York and beyond, uh, the great Hank Scheinkoff. Hank, thank you so much for being with us here on this big election night. Well, thank you for inviting me, Rita. How are you doing? I'm What's going on? I, boy, uh, not much, huh? Just now, uh, you, you are. All. There's nothing going on here. Yeah. Talk, exactly. talk, talk about perfect timing to have you on the show, my friend. Um, first off, let me just get your reaction to the big news, of course. Hochul declaring victory. Um, seems like she did, of course, very well in, uh, New York City, also in Erie. Um, right. that's, of course, her area, but, um, doing better than some of the projections even in some of the areas. Your thoughts? What happened was after the numbers started collapsing about three weeks ago, 
the Hochul team finally got the campaign going. The campaign they were running before was a pretty poor one. Uh, they understood that New York City became critical and turning out African-American voters would be their life or death. And they did what they were supposed to do. If you got the kind of money they had and you run the kind of campaign they were running before, she would have lost. But she got smart. She's an Erie County Paul. And when you're from Erie County, Buffalo, right? And you, go, you become a politician, every day is a gun battle. She did what she knew how to do. And she took control, obviously. And the, the result is what it's supposed to be when you have that kind of Democratic registration advantage. Well, and talk about also, Hank, of course, uh, New York, uh, so overwhelmingly Democratic, um, especially like even in the city itself is like six to one. And Zeldin basically was saying, Hank, that, um, you know, I have to get about at least 30 percent. I have to get 30 percent. We don't know, obviously, all the full numbers, but it doesn't look like he got to that 30 percent. Um, do you think it was New York City or is it different parts of the state that she can claim for her victory that really turned it for her? She can claim that uh, New York City certainly turned out. And, you know, look, the governor has tremendous amounts of power. She's the incumbent. The county leaders, uh, where they have the uh, strongholds of large numbers of African-American voters, uh, Queens, uh, Queens, the uh, Bronx and Brooklyn, went out and performed, and their people performed. And uh, Manhattan has a built-in advantage for Democrats. Why? Well, many people certainly came out as a vote against Trump and as a vote against uh, against the recent Dobbs decision out long abortion. So, And they blame that, and they tag it to Zeldin, and his positions in the past have been very much out of step with what people in the five boroughs generally feel, certainly. Well, one of the things, and I have to take issue with one part, Hank, the crime. Um, Let's talk about crime, because the way she played it was it's a GOP exaggeration. She used it. They're hyperventilating. Um, Obviously, her strategy worked out for her. uh, But there are New Yorkers, many people um, who are deeply concerned about crime. Crime is a real issue. She finally conceded. Uh, Yeah, it is a real concern, uh, but it took her weeks to even get to what we all saw as clearly a major issue for New Yorkers and clearly a major concern. Um, You know, is there any message that we can take away um, from the fact that she really was getting challenged tremendously and from all sides? I mean, I think about Hank. She was just recently Kathy Hochul on MSNBC with Stephanie Rule, one of the hosts there. And Stephanie Rule took her to task and basically said, we don't feel safe. I mean, you can sit and talk whatever number you want to say, but we're seeing the headlines every day. We see the crime in front of us every day. Uh, we're seeing the degradation of so many major cities right. in New York. Um, did she miss the mark on that? And are you confident that maybe in some way she may uh, to focus on it maybe more, even though that she's won? Is there a lesson to be learned for her? The lesson to be learned here is that, frankly, um, it took all those years for Mike Bloomberg to put uh, to make the city safe, doing whatever it was. People may disagree with it or not, but he did. And it took Bill de Blasio a very short period of time to take it apart. And it's going to take a long time to put it back together again. So Kathy Hochul now has the opportunity to do that. Her big problem is the legislature. They are not going to support her. If she if she undertakes very strong measures that many of them would disagree with, frankly, I mean, you know, it's it's this is a very liberal versus more conservative approach. Now, the reality of it is that if they don't do something about it, the people that pay the bills are going to continue to leave and people that pay the bills here are leaving it at a pretty good clip. Florida is expanding exponentially um, and New Yorkers who want to stay here and want to participate are not hanging around. So that's the challenge everybody faces, and they're going to really understand it better 
probably in the early part of the spring when we figure out that New York City is in very serious financial trouble, more than the politicians have told us, and the state is in trouble, and there's no money coming from Washington because the the, uh, House is controlled by the Republicans, and it's going to be a very serious set of circumstances that people are going to have to deal with. And flight will even increase more after that. So either they're going to wake up in Albany or they're not going to wake up. Um, nobody has to stay here. And I don't think they get the point. That's the tragedy. Yeah. By the way, uh, the flight out of New York has been just heartbreaking to see. And the quality of life diminishment has been breaking uh, big time. And you can just see the numbers of those who just they have not come back and are frustrated. They're not and, coming back. You know, I mean, and this idea that the politicians in Albany have that people have to stay here is idiotic. Yeah, you got to no give them a reason to. Right. You got to get. Well, you also have to give them a reason to also and have the quality of life to Hank. Um, and that's a I huge concern. That, think, well, Kathy Hochul is well-intended. Um, many would argue that it would have been better if the race were a lot closer. Why? So maybe Democrats would get the message. But even then, the legis- the Democratic legislature still has command and control over Republicans or any kind of dissent. So what does it matter? Um, Unless we have real two-party competition in New York State and other places in the country, this is going to continue. You know, L.A. had a mayor race today, I think, and the issues that really drove the population were homelessness and crime. Uh, People are just tired of it all. Yeah, they are fed up. Um, Hank, I can't thank you enough for joining us here on this big, big election night. Uh, The great longtime Democratic political consultant, Hank Scheinkoff, who has done so many of the big, big races. Thank you, Hank, so much. Thank you for having me on. Have a wonderful rest of the night. All the best. Thank you. It's wonderful to have you here. And when we come back, everybody, we're going to talk to Jay Dadapper, one of the great pollsters out there from Marist, to get his take on where things stand on this big, busy night of Election Central on The Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show. And many of the big races across the country are neck and neck. Still, it is unclear who is going to control the House of Representatives, who is also going to control the Senate. So much up for grabs and results are coming in fast and furiously. Uh, also, by the way, on the Oz Fetterman, that's still neck and neck. A couple hundred votes just separate them as we speak right now. Uh, this is a nail biter. And if you're just tuning in, of course, also Kathy Hochul just a few minutes ago declaring that she has won the governorship of New York against Lee Zeldin. Lots of big races here. Uh, let's now go to our great Noam Layden, who is at the election results desk. Uh, Noam, take it away. I know a lot of stuff coming in. Yeah, uh, we can catch you up on some of the races that you may have missed. So, uh, Chuck, uh, we'll start in New York where you spoke of Kathy Hochul, the incumbent senator Chuck Schumer winning easily tonight. Uh, State Attorney General here in New York, Letitia James, if you're familiar with her name, uh, she has sued the Trump Organization as the Attorney General. She sailed to an easy victory tonight. Some of the um, bigger congressional races we're still waiting to hear from in New York, and those are all on Long Island. In Connecticut, the Senate race there, Senator Richard Blumenthal winning easily again tonight. He will go back to Washington. 
uh, in New Jersey, uh, mostly just congressional races. No real surprises so far in New Jersey. Nationally, in Georgia, the Herschel Walker uh, and incumbent Senator Raphael Warnock race, way too close to call. The governor's race, Stacey Abrams, has just conceded the race. Incumbent Governor Brian Kemp going to get another four years as the governor there. In Florida, easy win for Senator, incumbent Senator Republican Marco Rubio over Val Demings, who thought most people thought would give him much more of a challenge. It did not end up being that. Same with the governor's race. Incumbent Governor Ron DeSantis easily winning over Charlie Crist and making Florida a solidly red state at least this year. In Ohio, the incumbent Governor Mike DeWine winning easily tonight. And J.D. Vance, the author, bidding Congressman Tim Ryan, the Democrat, so he will go to Washington, J.D. Vance. In uh, Pennsylvania, this race, again, too close to call John Fetterman, the Democrat, endorsed by Oprah Winfrey on Thursday over Dr. Oz, the man she discovered and made into a TV star. That race is too close to call. Just thousands of votes separate the two. And um, in Maryland, uh, a historic moment there. The governor's race decided Westmore winning the first African first African-American ever to be governor of the state of Maryland. Wow. Lots of results. Noam, thank you very much. You've been awesome joining us tonight. We really appreciate it. Thanks so much. Noam Layden. Thank you. And now let's go to Jay Dapper. Uh, he is a pollster with Marist College, uh, which does one of the great polls out there. Jay, your reaction? Noam just had a slew of a whole bunch of results coming in. Uh, how do you read it? Is it a red wave? Is it a red tsunami? Is it a red ripple? Well, it's a little early because out west uh, there's lots of races that are still to, to, to come. I think what we've seen in our polling was these – it was very close all over the country. Um, and I, I don't think it's a red tsunami. I'll play the middle ground here. I don't think it's a red tsunami, and we're not seeing uh, a red ripple. Um, we, there's three uh, races in the Hudson Valley, uh, Democratic congressmen. Uh, two of the three may lose, including Sean, Sean Patrick Maloney, who's the head of the DCCC. Uh, those are close races out on Long Island, the congressional races. Uh, there could be a bunch of flips there. So in New York, where Kathy Hochul has won by a fairly narrow margin, uh, you've got these House races that look like they're going to be flips. And then you've got, you know, the governor of Kansas, a Democrat, winning easily uh, in a state that, you know, Democrats don't usually win. So I think it's a bit of a mixed message, but it's hard to say that it's just a red ripple when um, Republicans look right now like they're going to get at least 10, 15 seats at least. Uh, in in the House. And does it look, uh, based on this, and and I'm just looking at some of the new numbers now, uh, Democrats 146, uh, as it stands now with a lot of still results yet to be, uh, 183 is what the Republicans have. Of course, you know they need the golden number of 218 to have the majority in the House. Do you think they're going to hit there? Yeah, I mean, right now there's already enough flips for them to get there. Uh, of course, again, you, you, we don't know anything about California. There's races out in California where there are Republicans in seats that uh, that Biden won by eight or ten points. So th- there's the possibility of some reverse flips there where there's a little bit of a, a blue comeback. But, um, you know, again, I think these these races right here in New York in the Hudson Valley – are really good examples of of Democrats uh, hoping that they could hold back uh, the red wave and uh, probably not succeeding. At least two of these three right now are looking like Democrats are in real trouble. 
And let's go to, um, again, Kathy Hochul winning. Are you surprised uh, that it was called pretty soon that she won? And it sounds like she did well, of course, in New York City, which, needless to say, is overwhelmingly Democrat. Uh, Erie, which is her county, of course, she's from Buffalo. She did well. Um, are you surprised that that came in? Well, you know, we had her, our last poll was in early October, and we were the first poll, I think, to show that it was under 10 points. Um, you know, that it was, I think we had it at nine points among likely voters. And then, a, you know, a bunch of polls came after that that showed it getting closer and closer. Um, so I, I, I'm not surprised. Uh, we're not really surprised by our own results. Um, we're not surprised that, that she won. Uh, or she's been declared the winner. I, I think that what everybody's going to be talking about in New York politics and political circles, other than these congressional races, is how narrow the margin ends up being. Suffolk County isn't in yet. Suffolk County is going to go for Zeldin big. So I yep, think no doubt. what we're going to see is a, na- a narrowing of this margin. It's not going to be a 10-point win, I don't think. And so what does it mean for a Democratic governor in a wildly Democratic state to win by four or five points, that's something a lot of political analysts and a lot of, you know, radio talk shows are going to probably talk about. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, and uh, everybody, we are talking to Jay DePapper. He is with Marist College uh, Polling, uh, one of the great polling places out there. Um, Jay, let me ask you from a national perspective, uh, and we just have a few seconds left, do you think that the Republicans will take the Senate? Right now it's 46 46, with many races yet to be called, will they take the Senate? Uh, uh, we did the battleground state polls in some of these very key states. Here's what here's the possibility that I think we all dread, that Republicans end uh, the week at 50-49 with Georgia going to a runoff. And Georgia, just like in 2020, is the deciding factor. Democrats pulled an inside straight in 2020. They won two seats in Georgia to take control of the Senate. Could they yep. do it a third time? We'll see. I think that at least as likely as any other scenario as we sit here right now tonight. All right. Uh, Jay Dadapper with Maris Polling, thank you very much for being with us. And everybody continue listening to your station because results are still coming in fast and furious on this election night. Boy, lots of twists and turns, and it's been great being with you. Stay tuned. A lot more to come tonight. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.